0: Previously on Dream Realm. <laughs> is this cliche? Jordan chuckled as she held tight to Isaac's waist. I don't think so. If everyone does this, then it's. Is it cliche or is it normal? <laughs> is there a difference? Oh, absolutely. Cliche makes it seem like everyone does it, but nobody does. You know, normal, it seems like everyone does it because they do. See, I disagree. I think the same person did all three murders. So, besides age, what connects these murders? Uh, well, I'm still looking for the connection and the source of how they'd be murdered. The more you talk about this, the more convinced I am that maybe a single man is behind it. So tomorrow, will you do some investigating with me? You know, I've been happy since I broke up with Hiram. I just want to make sure you know that. I know you've been happy. I just want to make you even happier. She immediately flipped through the photos, eyeing them quickly but moving on when the photo proved to lack what she desired. Soon enough, though, she came up to a photo which helped her theory and she looked up to Elias. What are you doing tonight? After this stupid enchilada dinner. You're listening to episode six. The audiobook-slash-podcast-project Dream Realm Voiced, written, and produced by me, Matt Rebar Part 2, Chapter 8 The buzz Jordan had earlier in the night at Lynn Reckstrom's Enchilada Night had caused her to fall asleep quickly when she got home. For some reason, her initial upset with Eric had melted away rather quickly, perhaps because she was looking forward to continuing her investigation alongside Elias. Hours ago, before the dinner, she had discovered a possibility which connected the three women and explained a couple of quirky questions developed through today's explanation. All three of them had dream masks, Jordan explained, pointing out the photo which proved that Lachey had a dream mask. This isn't exactly surprising. Young females are probably going to use the dream realm, but the fact that all three did? I mean, it wasn't just two. It was all three. And Cindy Roberts told Chelsea that she had gone through something only, quote, certain friends would understand. And well, perhaps those friends were on the dream realm, considering that Chelsea didn't believe Cindy really had any friends. So you think they're interconnected to the dream realm, Elias said, and whoever killed them knew them in the dream realm, perhaps? Exactly. Think about it. There's nothing really that ties these three women together, except for, you know, they were murdered, Their age. you know, they're girls, these dream masks. Because otherwise, you know, we have good girl, doctoral candidate, Maris, low key crazy girl, Cindy, and then this girl who was surrounded by bad influences but shot in the street, Lachey. Maybe they were part of a chat group or a dream setting. But what would have happened in the dream realm for them to be killed over? A secret life like, you know, the basketball boys love affair. True crime doesn't really even happen in the dream realm, and even if it does, it's, it's not real. Maybe someone shared some rather real secrets that are about real life and not just limited to the dream realm. But either way, we have to find out first if they are indeed on the dream realm together as friends. How do we do that? We just have to ask around and cross our fingers. Okay, Jordan, that seems almost impossible. The dream realm is the only lead we might have. It's a gamble, but a gamble we need to take all the same. So fine, are are we going to do this tonight? They were, and as the clock pushed 11 and Jordan focused on trying to sleep, she soon was. She arrived outside yesterday's in 2010's West Coast. Elias was already logged in, and so she joined him within 2060's Urbana rather instantly. Urbana was the main realm setting painted upon like New York City with the vibe of Los Angeles and Chicago. Tall buildings, large museums, hidden treasures, gorgeous parks, all types of growth sprawled over the concrete jungle, all created for dreams. For some, Urbana was the ultimate treasure chest filled with everything a human could desire. For others, like Jordan, it was a bit too large and foreboding. Some people perhaps loved to feel like an ant within the city, but for Jordan there was such a thing as too large. She had appeared within feet of where Elias was. He was questioning a few people at the bar to see if they knew anything about Maris Gibbons, Cindy Roberts, or Lachey Halsley, but so far it seemed unsuccessful. How long have you been here? A couple hours, Elias responded. Took some drug medication to fall asleep early so I could start on some leads. How was dinner? The guy they tried setting me up with was weird, but otherwise it was delicious and I felt like I achieved some kind of social life. I'm glad your social life isn't suffering, Elias smiled. Meanwhile, I was asleep before 10 on a Saturday. All for a good reason. Back before dinner, Jordan had inquired how they were supposed to search the dream realm for three women. Okay, well... I'll go ask the friends real quick for places the girls went to in the dream realm. See, see what happens, Elias said at the time. He had cooked up some leads and so had began following them. They were now standing outside a large, rather popular bar within Urbana called Tenacity. Thousands of people came to the bar, and with Elias asking everyone entering about the three girls, with some pictures ready as well, someone was bound to notice the girls, and that came two hours later when a man explained he remembered seeing Maris, although he didn't know her name, at a really cool shop called Starpoint. What year? Oh, this one. 2060, the guy nodded, even though he looked desperate to get inside the lust and booze of tenacity. She she, um, she was asking questions to the sweet old Asian lady who works there. That's, that's why I remember. When was this? Like two weeks ago? I don't know, man. I'm surprised I remember what she looked like. Satisfied with the information, Elias and Jordan reappeared outside of Star Point. They stepped in and immediately understood what the guy meant by really cool shop. Tea leaves and dried florals hung from the ceiling, white candles, spiritual knickknacks, tapestries, yoga and prayer books loaded up in tight quarters, books on astrology set next to astrology charts and gear, herbs stacked next to dried fruits for potions. All sorts of mythology seemed garbled together along with spiritual products. Indeed, in the back of the store was a lone Asian woman who appeared to be almost a hundred years old. Ah, uh, how can I help you? The lone Asian woman asked with a smile. We heard that this young woman visited your shop two weeks ago, Jordan explained, showing the woman a photo of Maris. Do you recall this girl? Oh, I I do, the woman nodded. She was in here looking for guides and books on spiritual cleanliness, and she had gone through trauma wanted to rid herself of it. What kind of trauma? Elias asked, curious to what the shop owner meant. I did not know, nor did I ask. All I know was that she was upset about her past, but ready to find her future. She won't have a future. She was killed in real life. Elias snarled. The woman's eyes burst open like shattered glass. No, you're you're not serious. We're very serious, Elias continued. We need to know everything about her. I I, I don't remember too much, the woman shrugged. "I, I just remember she came in with a friend. Apparently a friend had told her about the place, and she looked around, asked a few questions, looked at some product. She left with a few things. A friend? Yes, she was told by a friend about here. Who was the friend? Another young lady named Jeanne, Jeannie. All I know about Jeannie is that she's a VIP member at Trouble, the smoke and drink shop across town. How do you know that? Jeannie is a regular who comes in here often with the VIP shirt. How she knew the girl you were looking for, I, I do not know. Elias and Jordan left Starpoint and stood outside on Chestnut Street. The two stopped for a second. Okay, so Maris came into the store based on a recommendation from her friend, Jeannie, who was a VIP member at Trouble. So I guess we have to go there, Jordan sighed. We're legitimately going across town, Elias sighed. Do you think Jeannie will come clean? She's going to have to, especially if she doesn't know that Maris is dead. Chapter 9 It was date night for Jordan and Hiram, the only time this month where they had sat across from each other in a public place. Hiram had picked out the restaurant, a beautiful place downtown which featured fusion Middle Eastern cuisine. The only thing on the table right now was water and alcoholic drinks. Even though she had tolerance in her dreams, Jordan couldn't really imagine having more than a few vodka sodas in person. There had been silence for a couple minutes as the two of them checked their respective phones until Jordan finally broke the ice. Where are you going this weekend? She asked, trying to find some kind of common ground for them to enjoy. I'm heading up to Six Rivers National Forest. Oh, that sounds really pretty. Yeah, it's like a million acres of rivers and mountains. Perfect for fishing. Oh, I don't remember you fishing recently. It's It's been a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try it up again. What about you this weekend? What's going on? Um, the prosecutors have our monthly let's have fun dinner and drinks this Saturday. Oh, perfect. Where are you going? They would end up going to eat at Rivershine, a local Cardonia joint which featured Americana cuisine. Only about 10 to 15 of the prosecutors came every month, but as of late, Jordan had been exhibiting perfect attendance, mainly because it gave her an excuse to feel social. They soon had their food, and after dinner, Jordan and Hiram moved on next door for drinks at Casablanca. This sounds like the worst dinner ever, January muttered two days after date night when Jordan had recapped the meal. You and Hiram sound like two awkward people who don't want anything to do with each other. I just don't know how we got to this point, Jordan sighed. It just feels like we've been spiraling out for so long. I I go to bed most of the week with a stranger. Maybe it's time to move on, January sighed. You two aren't married, just engaged. I I don't want to throw it away just for nothing. I mean, in the dream room, I met this man named Isaac, and he just gives me a spark. It's the same kind of spark I once felt with Hiram and with a couple guys before, and... Maybe that's my issue. I'm always having these sparks, but never have any true longevity with these men. Life is too short to watch a relationship die and then try and resuscitate it for years. Jeanne Murray's advice was hard to hear, but necessary. So what if your life has been nothing more than small fires which burn out? You'll know if someone's the one if the fire continues to burn. But what if this is just a habit I need to stop? Maybe I'm the reason. Maybe Hiram is truly my last chance to be with someone. People like me. We we just continue jumping from the best next person. Or just jump to what we think are truly the people we're meant to be with and then the cycle continues. At least I'm terrible enough to admit that I'm messed up in that regard. You know That I treat humans sometimes nothing more than flavors and when I get sick of the taste I ditch the food. (laughs) Oh, Jordan, Jordan, stop being melodramatic, January smiled. If you two aren't happy together, then there's nothing you can do but walk away. Both of you deserve to be happy, right? And if neither of you are happy, then it's just time. It's just time. Six years. How do you walk away from six years? Six years is nothing compared to ten, twenty, thirty, forty years. It's nothing when most of that time is living a lie. Pretending to be happy. Pretending to enjoy the time. You know what you have to do. What? You need to become free, Jordan. Chapter 10 Trouble, the smoke and drink shop, operated as both a shop and a large room where one could use the things you bought. There was no true bartenders, just large vending machines which you could order smokes and drinks from. There was no greed, since you really didn't need to keep things in the dream realm, so one would grab a vice or two and sit down on one of the plush couches. There were some live hookah pipes and bong pipes, the glass reflecting off the disco lights in the trance techno. Boys and girls made out with each other, skin and sweat perhaps the most common denominator of the evening. The VIP section was located on the stage area. Up with the VIP was the DJ, who happened to be some random white boy. Perhaps the DJ was a real person. Perhaps he was a fake being made by the Dream Realm code. Either way, he continued to zone out to the track, while Elias and Jordan approached and entered the VIP section. Elias and Jordan had no idea what Janine looked like, so they went in rather dry. Both approached each girl and asked if they were Janine. Most girls looked confused, and... So they assumed that the real Janine would respond with an affirmation. Jordan found her in the back hitting I fucked with her makeout buddy. Gian separated herself from the man and pulled the duo to the back alley behind Trouble. At this point, some of the VIP members were staring at Jordan and Elias, who were clearly not VIP. "'What can I help you with?' Gian asked curiously as she looked between the two. "'Do you know Maris Gibbons?' Elias questioned. "'Yes, I do,' Gian nodded. "'We've gone partying a few times. She's a good soul. Very sweet girl. Why?' Well, I hate to have to tell you this, but she was murdered last Monday, Jordan explained, and Jeanne's face froze for a second. In the real life? No. You're kidding. She was such a sweetheart. Who would want to do that to her? That's why we're investigating. Do you know anything about Maris? Like, like what was she doing last month, maybe? Well, she stopped partying. She said she didn't have the energy. I know she was hanging out at a cafe or, or something. She asked you where she can go for help, and did you recommend Starpoint? I did. I go to Starpoint all the time. I I like to get some of the supplies, cleanse my body here and there. I can use as much smoke and booze, and it doesn't affect me, but the stuff at Starpoint actually works in real life, too. Okay. So how did Maris come to you? Jordan questioned. Well, Elias watched GN carefully. She said that she had gone through some tough stuff and that she wanted to release and let her mind go. Basically, she wanted to heal, so I recommended Starpoint to her. May, I guess that's the last time I spoke to her. <gasps> did she give any inclination to what she had been going through? Any kind of idea what kind of trauma was happening? No, Jean sighed. Uh, I guess I should have worried a bit more than I did. Well, where does Maris hang out? Like I said, she would just tag along with my group of friends because we all knew each other through mutuals. And I liked Maris, we grew close, but I, I know she's from California. I'm from Boston, so it's not like we could be friends in real life. And uh, But I, I can't believe she was killed. Do you have any idea who did it? We don't, but we're going to find out. Good, Gian nodded. I I might not be able to tell you much more about Maris, but I know someone who could tell you more. Maris had a close friend in here named Jason Ukosco. Ukosco, yeah. And they almost dated, but then they didn't or something. He'd know more about where Maris hung out at. Gian closed her eyes for a second and reopened. I messaged him. He's currently in 1990s Urbana at the Prickly Pear. He's game to talk to you. I, I didn't mention that Maris was murdered. Don't worry, we can handle it from here. Thank you, Gian. No problem, Gian smiled softly and then sighed again. Maris was really a good person. It's a shame that her life was stolen the way it was. Please, find the killer. Gian vanished within the doorway, and the walls of the alley seemed to vanish for a second before being replaced with 1990s Urbana. They were in another alleyway, although they had been transported across town and now were between the Prickly Pear and the Devil's Day Inn. This part of Urbana is sketchy as hell, Jordan explained to Elias. Just be careful. Sketchy? (laughs) I guess I can handle that, Elias winked, before they walked out of the alley. Chapter 11. Do you think GM was telling the truth back there? Jordan questioned as they stepped out of the alley and onto Rawlings Road. Down the street, a couple fights had broken out while a motorcycle race was happening down the side streets up north. I think she was. She seemed rather genuine. You know, I just have a couple questions about Maris' social life, although I don't think I'll get the answers. Contemporary social lives aren't so easy. You're friends with a shit ton of people for a shit ton of reasons, but only a couple people actually mattered. I wonder if Jason Yukosko mattered in Marissa's life. They almost dated or something, apparently. Elias snorted as they entered the prickly pear. The logo made up in the very large neon font over the front door. The building was dark and dim, a scatter of lights keeping the place from a purge of darkness. There was a mechanical bull, a few pool tables, a gambling machine, and some fictional sport teams on the television, cowboys, bikers, outcasts, punks, freaks, made their way to this part of Urbana. The question was, which tribe did Jason Ukusko belong to? Are you two looking for me? A voice cried out softly, and both Jordan and Elias turned to face a young man in his 20s. He was perhaps the most average-appearing man in the bar, a husky, broad-framed, scruffy white man with small gauges and a couple tattoos. He had a prominent jawline and, most likely, a great smile. "'Are you Jason Acusco?" Jordan asked. "'That I am,' the man grinned, confirming the hypothesis regarding his smile. "'So what can I do for you guys?' "'I have some bad news,' Jordan began, unsure how to tell the man. "'Do you think it's okay if we go somewhere less public?' Seconds later, the three were in the alleyway between the prickly pear and the Devil's Day Inn, in a similar style to the earlier discussion with Gian from Trouble. Not much had changed since Elias and Jordan had appeared there moments earlier. I hate to be the one to have to tell you this. Jordan's voice was really low. Marissa was murdered last Monday. Jason Okusko's upbeat demeanor immediately crashed upon hearing the news. His smile was replaced with sadness and disgust, his eyes dying a bit internally. Are you serious? Jason questioned, wondering if there was a possibility that this couldn't be true. Maris is dead? Yes. Elias nodded. We are investigating her murder, which we believe was done by a serial killer, and we came to the dream realm to track down anything we could about the killer or find out anything about Maris. I'm shocked, Jason began. No wonder she hasn't been active this week, but I had no idea. She she is... was a nice girl. Gosh, I really. I, so nice. I can't. I, I, I don't remember meeting that many people who were like her. She was charming, intelligent. She was willing to admit when she was wrong, willing to change and become better. She was everything you'd want from a friend, and I really liked her. I think in a different world, a different time, we might have dated. What stopped you two from dating? She lived in California. I lived in Michigan. She was going to go do her doctorate program in California, and I was going to go do two years abroad in the UK. The only shared time we had was on here, but the time we had together on here, well, fuck, it was so good. And now I'm just kind of stunned. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to feel. I genuinely feel like my future has been changed. She's gone, and it impacts me so much. I never met her in real life. I only knew her here, but she was real. She was. Re- what we had was real. Something happened to her, Jordan explained, trying to coax Jason for information. In the last month, did you notice a change in her? Yeah, she, she stopped partying. She seemed so demure. She used to come out to bars and places like this with me, and then, I don't know, she got tired, I guess. She didn't log in as much, and maybe something happened. Maybe she got into a fight, or so, someone pissed her off. Where are places that Maris hangs out at? she'd come along with places with me, but I don't think she'd go there without her friends. Otherwise, I know she really liked this herbal tea bar. She, she was there a lot you know, in the last month. It's on the other side of town. I think she met some friends there in the, the 20, uh, 40s, 2040s. What's the name of this herbal tea bar? I think it's called Oolong for Memories. Is there anything else that you remember that might help us with this investigation? I'm I'm trying to think. I I just can't think of anything. All I can think about is how I missed out on having more memories with her because I was stuck in the reality of things. Jason ukusko paused for a second. You're going to find the bastard that did this, right? he asked, looking between the investigative duo. Please tell me you're going to find him or her. We will, Jordan promised. We have your contact info saved now, so just let us know if you have any more questions or leads, but if you excuse us, I think we're going to go check out Oolong for Memories. Seconds later, Jordan and Elias arrived on the sidewalk across the street from Oolong for Memories. The tea shop was actually rather large and busy, filled with all sorts of people. It was on the opposite end of the prickly pear, where, as the prickly pear had dominated in vice, Oolong for Memories appeared to appreciate value. Was it wrong for us to leave Jason like that? Jordan questioned. He seemed upset, and we kind of ditched him. He'll be okay, just a little shaken. We can go check in on him later if we need to, Elias explained. But now the trail's coming together. We can't turn back now. Chapter 12. Oolong for Memories was a three-story building, each floor decorated accordingly. There were tea-tenders of sorts, similar to Joshua. They weren't real people, but programmed by the code of Dream Realm. There were plenty of individuals enjoying a cup of tea while reading literary classics or watching television or movie segments which had withstood the trends of time. There were plenty of couples, couples as friends, couples as dates, married individuals spending their dream realm time to do dates and cute things with each other. There were double dates, friend trios, large groups, entire families collected and seated around the small and large round tables. Cups of tea ranging from green to white to black were next to plates piled high with sandwiches and scones. The third floor was devoted to meeting rooms and space, although upon their entry into the first floor, there did not appear to be any special events happening within the building. Excuse me, Jordan asked the woman behind the tea counter who was nearest to the door. We're investigating the murder of one of your patrons. Murder? The woman questioned. As in real life murder? Yes, she was killed last Monday. We were told that she comes here frequently. Elias showed the woman the photo of Maris and the woman immediately recognized Maris. Oh, yes, I recognize her. She's part of a group that meets here every Sunday night, Monday morning. They run the entire third floor for their meeting and open the space up so the entire floor is used for the meeting. Then she and the other members will come here often throughout the week as well. Meeting? What type of meeting? Jordan asked the tea tender. I don't know what the meeting's about. I I just know the meetings happen. It's probably like 30, maybe 40 members deep, mainly females, but a couple males come in as well. Like I said, it'll be tomorrow. They start and end the week with the meeting, so to speak. You don't know anything else about the meeting? No, I just know Maris was a part of it. She seemed like a good person. Shame that she was murdered. How did it happen? Yeah, she was choked out by some unknown killer. We're trying to find out who might have done it, but we're here in the dream room to get more of an understanding about her as well as the other victims. Other victims? We believe two other women were involved as well. Maris was murdered on a Monday, and these other two were murdered on Wednesday and Friday this last week. They were all killed in different methods, but we think there's something to all of this. For the first time, Jordan noticed the name tag of the tea tender, which read back the name Gray. Who are the other two? Jordan pulled out photos of Lachey and Cindy and showed them to Gray. Gray's face looked rather shocked as she stared between the two additional photos. Jordan and Elias looked at each other in that split moment before Gray spoke. It seemed like there was indeed some kind of connection between the murders and Dream Realm. I... I also recognize these women. They they came in on Sundays. I, I think they're part of the group, too. Maris was more visible and present, but these girls, they're part of it. I, I know they are. I, I can remember them. Do you know anything else about these girls? No, nothing past the recognition of who they are. I, I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. At least we know how to find out more about these girls, Jordan explained. We'll have to come back tomorrow to that meeting. We'll find out more about them then. Thank you, Gray. Elias nodded as he and Jordan pulled away from the tea tender for a second and reconvened outside of the store. A light rain was drizzling over 2040 Urbana. So they are connected to the Dream Realm, Elias admitted rather shockingly. Wow, I I thought this was a stretch, but they all come to this place, this tea shop, some secret society. I figured that the Dream Realm was our best bet, Jordan nodded. We got lucky. With all these leads back to this place, it could have taken us days to get here. And just in time for tomorrow's meeting, I I can't help but appreciate the coincidences and the luck. What do you think this meeting is? No clue, but whatever it is, it's the reason these girls were killed. Jordan's honesty sounded rather blunt when dealing with a triple murder. My mind is a bit on overload right now. Then let's call it a night. We managed to get this far in one night. and We'll have to tune in tomorrow to the meeting. There's going to be so many questions, I don't know how we'll be able to contain ourselves. I have never been known to contain myself, Jordan chuckled. (laughs) Good night, Elias. Elias vanished in front of her, but she eyed the clock which came up in her line of vision. It was only five in the morning. She had plenty of time left within the dream realm. With a quick jolt, she vanished from 2040 Urbana back to a realm she enjoyed more. Chapter 13 I don't know what to do. Jordan said, realizing how often and repetitive that statement seemed. Shit, that's been my mantra of late. You seem like the person who always knows what to do, so you're probably really thrown off considering you're on the opposite side of how you normally are. Jordan and Isaac were now on their eighth meeting within the last few weeks, both of them having grown familiar with each other since the first night of yesterday's. Currently, they were on an island within the Archipelago, one of the main rooms of the Dream Realm. Here, there were tens of islands scattered around randomly. Large boats and ships transported people across the open waters, cruises and vacation despots growing up in the form of tourist-like cities. People could create their own little islands, some of which, like the one Jordan and Isaac were on, were completely abandoned by any other user. Instead, jungle vine growth poured out of the backdrop as the two sat underneath the cabana, beach chairs keeping them from having to sit in the sand. Both of them had a drink, Isaac a large corona and Jordan a large daiquiri. I don't even know how to bring it up. How do you say let's break up, but in a kind way? It's not really a kind of, kind of type of demand. I think you just kind of cut to the chase. What if I don't meet someone like him again? There will be plenty of boys who are going to go after you, Jordan. It just comes with who you want to date, who you want to fall in love with and marry. It'll happen eventually. I guess she sipped the daiquiri. Maybe Hiram and I should try. Maybe we haven't really tried to fix our relationship. Can it be fixed? I I don't know. I I don't think you can infuse interest and passion, can you? It's like trying to start the heart of a man who's been dead for a while. I think this boat has just sailed. Speaking of boats being sailed, one large cruise ship came close to the island Aboard the ship was loud music, dancing, buffets of food, open bars for drinks, massages, spa treatments, rather happy men and women engaging in bingo, in sports, in pools of water and of sweat, bodies in limbo and sexual pleasure, doing things they wouldn't dare and act past their dreams. Limbs flailed in the air as nerves lit up with passion. The only thing which mattered here in the dream realm was the current feeling. I'm used to tracking down terrible through the courts jordan explained as the cruise made its way past the island and into the blue of the archipelago i see people who act so selfishly and sometimes people who are so selfless i watch people destroy their lives with actions and words some of them completely numb the consequences of their natures one by one they plea out and claim guilt for a lesser sentence punches to the head become slaps to the wrist But throughout all the jail time, the community services, the fines, and counseling, I'm almost a member of this subcategory of criminals. I don't care for anything but my own personal agenda. I don't recall many, if any, times where I've taken another person's account and made it my own. I've had friends who have absorbed me and I them, but only for certain reasons, benefits even. Friends of chance, friends who live down the streets, friends through classes, through roommates, and through work, and none of them really last All of these friends forming some sort of collective basis as I move forward alone, and what has that gotten me? I'm not rich. I have a legacy, but certainly not fame. I don't need money nor acknowledgement, but I feel like I need more than this. Hiram's a good guy. I've always had feelings for him of sort. There haven't been that many people who I've been able to get past. I'm carrying the stories and emotions like little fires, and I I turn around and see each candle. They carry so many stories within them, swirling with heat and passion, even if the path I'm walking on seems cold. And I appreciate you so much, as Isaac. But just know that you don't have any guarantees for me. But you deserve guarantees. And I wish I could give you guarantees, but given my track record, I... You don't have to speak anymore if you don't want to. Isaac whispered, holding her hand between their two chairs. She nodded. Her voice seemed choked upon and suppressed and while she wanted to keep talking she kept mute she didn't know what she wanted but Jordan knew she preferred this dream than the reality she was living and so many people wouldn't leave an adequate relationship like the one she had with Hiram but so many people settled down and submitted her grade school friends had her law school friends had hell her own parents had been human wilderness it was just natural that their blood ran into her and as the sun set down upon the islands, casting shadows over the calm water which darkened from turquoise to blue to navy to black, the large cabana had vanished as they did not need sun protection. No doubt, true, real morning would be upon them. There was no reason to say goodbye. She knew that she'd see Isaac again. Morning light poured into the bedroom. It was a Monday morning, barely turned seven, even though the thin rays were beginning to enter into the bedroom to announce a new day and for the status of two people, a new story. Jordan took off the dream mask and placed it on the bedstand drawer before looking over at Hiram, who was waking up of his own accord. She looked at him one more time, wondering if all the advice and all the guttural feelings were wrong, but once she spoke, she knew there was no going back. Jordan couldn't lie about the truth which was building up within her like tsunamis over the Pacific. This was the hardest part, although God knows she had done it so many times before. It was probably second nature, but she didn't like being a heartbreaker. Although, here she was once again, ready to grip heartstrings and tear them away. Hiram, we can't do this anymore, Jordan whispered, staring at him with a numb expression. This needs to end. Chapter 14. Jordan Furman transported herself from Oolong for memories in 2040s Urbana all the way to 1980s West Coast within less than a second. It was easy, like flipping a switch or refreshing an internet page. But Isaac was not at yesterday's. He was at a sports bar on the bottom of the small township called Diamond Boys. It was partially a strip club, as Dream Realm code Beans, also referred to as mods in a degenerate way. And real-life beings danced on poles the difference was the mods had really no choice but to live out their lives as strippers while real people donned characters as part of their dream identity jordan wondered what had brought isaac to this location jordan considered the reality that she was partially responsible for driving him here diamond boys had a long diamond encrusted bar with a smooth finish the rest of the bar was decked out in baseball and softball themed accessories. Poles formed on the bar, but also out of little stages which formed many platforms around the bar. Tables and chairs circled the pole stages, shaping the room like a series of whirlpools. Both men and women sat within the chairs, although a majority of the dancers were women. Isaac was in the back row of one of these whirlpools, within the middle of the chairs. On the stage was a large white woman who was bearing her tits out for the room to see. Isaac was watching the dance, as if it was an art form. He did not appear sexually enthused or interested in the slightest. "'Is this what you like doing now?' Jordan spoke, sitting down in the empty seat beside Isaac. He didn't turn, nor look at her, his eyes continuing to fixate on the center image of the stripper. "'I'm just here passing the time until you apologize.' <laughs> "'So the tables have turned. "'If you're going to act like a dick, I'll act like one back.' I'm sorry for crashing the car and killing us within the dream realm. What else? Is there something else? Yes. Do you want to educate me? I want an apology from you about how you always minimize my feelings and concerns and always place yourself ahead of me. I know you care or at least care to some degree. But Jordan, sometimes you act like everything around you is a dollhouse and that I'm the doll, you know, maybe even the dollhouse accessory for the doll. I'm sorry you feel that way, but I've always been rather open and honest about the way I felt. At first it was sexy, and then it just became part of you. It is you. And now it's just annoying, and it fills me with rage. And I get why you said what you said. We technically cheated on your ex-fiance. But then time passed. You were uninvolved. Months went by. And you still feel the same way about me as the day you met me. And that makes me feel like shit. I don't want you to feel like shit. But like I said, I, I always stand by how I feel. So why? just tell me why you don't want to meet me in real life Isaac questioned harking back to the question which had caused fights previously this was the reason they had fought almost a month ago before blocking each other out for a few weeks we've been doing this for a year now we're only a few hours from each other you know me it would be the same thing as doing this except it'd be real I I just don't want to is it because you don't like me can we drop this? No, we can't. All I can think about is you, Jordan, how much I like you, how funny and enjoyable you are. And yeah, all that's all the shit you do. Yeah, whatever. I like you. And and I think about how I might want my future with you. And I so many questions and answers. They just come to you. And I feel like I don't even meet you soon. If I don't meet you soon, I'll never meet you. And I don't want to be fuck buddies in the dream realm. I know you want more. So I don't get why you're holding out on this. It took me months to find out details about you. I still don't even know your address or anything about how you got to be the woman you are today. Is this supposed to be a friends with benefits thing? Because I really hope it's not. I really, really hope it's not. We're more than friends with benefits. That's all you can say. Isaac chuckled, turning back to the stripper and drawn between moods of laughing and crying. (laughs) Sometimes I think you've got to be cold because you grew up that way or something happened that forever changed you. But sometimes I think you like being cold. You started being cold and you've remained this way because it's all you know. I care about you. I used to think that you did. And what can I do to prove that? Meet with me in person. Jordan sighed. She knew he would say that, although Jordan didn't even offer an excuse. "'You will,' Jordan muttered. "'We will meet one day. It's just not now.' "'Why not now?' "'Just not now, okay?' Isaac still looked at the stripper on stage, even though the stripper was nothing when compared against Jordan. And after a brief minute of silence, the two were once again upon the abandoned island in the archipelago which they had ventured since their early days.' There were no cruises in the dying splashes of night. The moon began to appear over the course of the islands as the two of them began to initiate sex. Sex was a distraction from the real problems they were experiencing. Although the sex did act like glue holding them together in their duality. But even the glue of six years between Jordan and Hiram had worn thin. Her connection with Hiram lessened and lessened because of another man who took her to a dreamy island getaway. Just like isaac was doing now thank you so much for listening for more podcasts and work done by me matt rebar check out my website at www.mattrebar.weebly.com tweet or instagram me at rebstar h-r-i-b-s-t-a-r and if you missed it all 10 episodes of season one unconscious subconscious are available on apple podcasts spotify Google Play, and more. Until next time.